What's going on, Tamers? Welcome to Digipod Digital Podcast. I'm your boy Varney, host of Varney's Card Lair. Today in the studio, as always, with the boy Dan. What's going on, Dan? What's good, Varney? How's it hanging over there? Yo, bro. Just want to say it's good to be back in the studio. I mean, it hasn't been consistent, but like, it's two times in two weeks. You know. It's, yeah it's facts facts it's it's a schedule i guess at least right yeah yeah we gotta you know be better with it sometimes but let's let's just jump right into it so let's just call it for what it is last week we got a lot to talk about <laughs> we got we got a lot to talk about so definitely, last definitely. week i topped our locals four zero somehow i don't know how i did it with Gallatmon, or i guess the week before and last week or the most recent week, last Sunday, Dan topped Locals 3-0 with Ogremon Rush. Yes, sir. So the Digipod teammates took it back to back. And I just want everybody to know, Dan only got it because he beat me in the second round. Because, <laughs> because instead of deciding to go all the way up into you would think that like okay you're facing ogremon rush like i don't need to get up into Gallamon, right you decide to just stay at the ultimate level and you just swing right but you know what happens when you do that you end up swinging into nidhogg and security at 11k to your 8k mega sorry your 8k ultimate so okay that dies okay you rebuild right and then you delete their digimon which procs on deletions you know purple things right and then out here comes an eismon when they magically have four scatter mode in trash for those of you who don't know solid 13k (laughs) for those of you who don't know eismon boosts itself for each scatter mode you have in the trash therefore this eismon was 13k that sealed my feet so lessons were learned no matter what it takes no amount of memory choking in the world matters against this deck. Get up into your Mega, because unless they're running Fly Bullet, hint, hint, they're probably not, because they can't deal with it. They don't have room for it. Get up into your Mega, so that you could swing over their stuff in security. <laughs> because then I wouldn't have had stuff die to security, man. It was so bad. Both times that happened, it was just so bad. But it is what it is. We both took it. Digipod teammates for the win, boys. And also, uh, you know, Ogremon Rush too strong, too fast for Gallimon. He's <laughs> out here making him jamming, unblockable, swing for like five times. It's I mean, he ain't did all that. Don't let him fool you. But, you know, you, you know how the combo's supposed to work. For those of you who don't know how the combo's supposed to work, Dan, go ahead and enlighten them. Yeah, so the whole, like, deck, the point of Ogremon Rush is obviously get EXO1 Ogremon out and his effect states when attacking. You can trash one card to give it sec plus one. So it sounds good, but the problem is also he's only like 5k. So most of the time he's going to die in security. But here comes EXO2 option cards. Um, I don't exactly remember the name of the blue option plugin. High speed plugin, boy. There you go. Yep. But what it does is uh, it's a two cost. Um... You can play it as long as you have a tamer out. So usually you will have like a Mimi out. Or in my case, uh, I'll have Sora and Mimi out, um, the dual tamer. 
very good card for adds extra combos and draw power. And um, you're able to play it, and you can give your Ogremon jamming, and he's unblockable. So even if they do have a strong blocker out, it doesn't matter because he becomes unblockable. So now you swing, you trash a card, you give him two checks. He swing with jamming. Now if you hit a secure uh, option card, then you know um, <laughs> it's over for that. But if you don't, and if you have another Digimon board, you can play. Uh, I think it's called Demonic Disaster. That's also a one co one cost option, and that allows you to uh, delete one of your Digimon to unsuspend another Digimon. So now you delete the second Digimon, unsuspend Ogremon, and hey, that Ogremon's effect is not once per turn. So which means is when you swing again, you can stack your sec plus one. So you trash another card and you become three security uh, jamming unblockable. So that's five checks right there. And if you're able to have enough memory to go for like a, a hybrid for game, specifically like Lowermon or something, then GG and there goes the OTK. Ogremon OTK, baby. Now granted. I will I'll tell you, I've never seen Dan pull that combo off, but because Whoa, it's basically... Whoa, Cap, I, I definitely hey, did that day. I No, I, I personally have never seen you pull it off because every time I've played Dan, it never gets to that point. It's literally always like eyes at security, eyes at security. Yeah, for but real. It, literally, it's everybody else at security, and by the time he's swinging with Ogremon, like it's literally like hybrid for game or like... The last rookie that's chilling and raising for game like yeah for real it's just it was it's a so very potent gut um it was so funny some of my combos to end the games were like hilarious i'm just like how did i even pull this off like in um round one i was i versus another gamon player and the funniest thing like his security was so whack that i didn't even use the plugins like it was like all rookies are champions or something like that and so I run like the, the Goblimon that gives it 2k. So he's like 7k, you know, B stick. It's not too strong, but sometimes it's just strong enough, honestly, which is great. So it was funny. What I was doing was um, they would have three security. I was swing with Ogremont effect, trash a uh, card, two checks, survives. And then I was just like literally just winging it. I was like full send. Oh, did you off like um, over Mimi into Lowrymon? Swing the hybrid. The hybrid survive, and I will go demand disaster on suspend swing game. Both times that happened, I'm just like, wow, I got some crazy luck today. <laughs> it's disgusting what that deck can do because it's literally champion rush. Yeah, basically, it's it's not even it's not even rookie rush because rookie rush. I mean, rookie rush really isn't a viable strategy. No, honestly, now champion rush with purple with Eismon, with massive mill, massive gaining. Yeah. Just and purple has a lot of cards that have rush inherently. So like you have the Ginkaku promote if you decide to run that. Um there's also Black Autobots if you decide to throw that in there. Like I have both of those just to get add the extra pressure. And if I have the memory, hey, you know, it works. I've I've been at like five memory and I'm like, oh man, I have no other play but playing Black Gottomon, swing for game. Yeah, oh my goodness. Black Otsumon, probably one of the MVPs of that deck, wouldn't you say? Uh, Sometimes, yeah, especially late game. If, and if I have Jack Raids in hand and I have like a bunch of memory to work with, like I will just purposely swing at with stuff, not caring because I know I have that in hand. And if I'm the only way I'm not going to win that turn is if I hit like a Hammer Spark or something. 
So exactly. Um, and even the promo package because uh, if I had Mimi on board, I love playing the card called um, Underworlds. Uh, Underworlds Calling, right? Oh, what's it called again? Everybody knows yeah. Underworlds Calling. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you have the whole promo package engraved, and you have a Mimi, you're basically summoning a Ginkaku promo who is normally a six cost, basically for a two cost, and you're swinging mm-hmm. effects. Um, gain another memory so like you gain a lot of memory a lot of tempo very quickly and um that's what i like about the deck it's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's people like you why i play crimson blaze <laughs> my deck now you're welcome it's people like you why i play crimson blaze you're deck. welcome i just want you to know it's a very good card and i think in <laughs> today's uh meta right now it's very uh very strong yeah, for sure. So going to talk about Gallimon now, I took, I somehow took local. I don't know how I did it. I honestly, I love, so preface, the way that Dan talks about and loves like the whole Greymon line and Agumon is wh- how I love Giamon and Gallimon. So EXO2 came around and Gallimon was my boy. So first chance I get to play Gallimon, I did. I took it. I didn't expect to top with it. And lo and behold, somehow I ended up winning. Uh, my matchups were first I faced Dan with D Reaper. Um second I faced uh honestly I don't even know what I faced after Dan, I'm not gonna lie. I faced something. I four total matches, I know I faced D Reaper and Imperial. I know Imperial kinda bricked. Um and that that's kind of it. The biggest thing about Gallantmon is Gallantmon, it's not high roll. It's really just if you if you can establish enough board presence to the point that they need to build in raising while you're swinging at their security, they can't do anything. You know, um, if they have to expend removal to get rid of your pieces, um, then you're plussing. So that's really what it boils down to. Um, of course, that's on a locals level and. You guys also have to realize uh, locals are completely different from nationals. Like, really think about there's locals, then there's like, there's the tournament scene, and then there's what you can consider like the like mid, like the, the level right before nationals, I guess the regionals, right? So you got locals, you got the tournament scenes, that's where you get like you know the Gaia Force gaming tournaments, the Mario's tournaments, the uh, uh, all all the tournaments that you can participate online um, because you get players of all skill levels there, both players from locals as well as but you get players of literally all skill levels there, uh, and then you get regionals, and then obviously nationals are the best of the players from regionals, right? So let's think about it in terms of four levels of play, four different skill levels of players. So if you think about locals as being like the lowest level the lowest tier of play decks that survive at the local levels um they don't tend to some of the a lot of them don't tend to transition well over into the not even the next tier of play right you see a lot of people on youtube a lot of content creators they'll be like oh look at this tier one deck this tier one undefeated locals deck and then you'll you'll never hear about this deck again because well Realistically speaking, the deck was trash. <laughs> the deck was trash from the door. Um, it won at locals because either A, it took everybody by surprise. B, um, the people at locals didn't know how to compete against it. And the next week they did. Or C, 
um, and I'm just going to say it, and it's not to come against anybody, the skill gap between that player and the player at locals just wasn't that good. Um, and that's what it boiled down to. When you get to that next skill gap, when, when you close, when you start closing that skill gap, that's, that's where these decks, you know, that's where you really start seeing some of these decks not perform. So Gallantmon is like one of those decks, right? Because I took Boro at locals and then I took Gallantmon to uh, the ultimate cup and I went four and five, which was realistically three and five with a, cause I had a, I technically had a free win. Um, I had, I went three and zero against every purple deck that I faced because honestly, it's kind of an auto win against purple, um, except Mastemon. Mastemon's a little bit of a harder matchup just because it's Mastemon. Although Mastemon for me now is a little bit more of a winnable matchup because I, I understand it a little bit better. So we'll see how we'll see. But um, my my I faced a total of eight decks and I lost. I, I my record was four and five. OK, but if we can realistically speak, we can call my record four and three. And here's why I tell you we can call my record four and three. It's four and three because I got railgunned by Ancient Greymon OTK. And if you guys know what Ancient Greymon OTK does, you will know that my deck is just an automatic loss to Ancient Greymon OTK. The only deck, the only decks that can compete with that deck right now, I would say are, what Dan? Yellow Hybrid, by virtue of either stacking their security far enough that Ancient Greymon can't OTK them, or Zoe buffing their security up enough. That um, doesn't matter. It, it does, actually. Not when they do uh, the option card. The plugin. No. I, oh, that's if. Uh, the one Ancient Greymon player that I played against, he didn't, ra he didn't run that option card. Plugin. The other, neither one of them... Neither one of them ran the, I didn't see them play the option card against me. They probably didn't need to. Um, but the one did admit that he didn't run it because he felt like it it just was too much for him to try to put together. So it's it's out there. There are some ancient Greymon players that don't run the jamming and unblockable plugin. Um, but that is a strategy to either, you know, DP buff your security or make you have more security than ancient gray can otk that's for yellow hybrid blue hybrid well um blue hybrid is just a rush deck right so they can theoretically rush you down faster than you can build your stack uh ogre mon rush kind of the same concept can rush you down faster than you can build your stack um imperial can rush you down faster than you can build a stack and so we're seeing the trend here if you're not Yellow Hybrid, every other deck can rush you down faster than you can build a stack. Gallantmon is not a rush deck. Gallantmon is a control deck. Um, but it is not a control deck in the way that uh, Yellow Hybrid is a control deck. Uh, so therefore, it's just an automatically really bad matchup. And although, yes, it does count as a loss, and I won't deny that. Um, you know, I what I really lost to, what, the, what I really lost to, where Blue Hybrid yellow hybrid and Mastemon. those were my three big losses losing to those three decks i lost to i think i lost the blue hybrid first right dan yeah yeah blue hybrid was the first loss uh 
I lost every single one of my matches 2-1. So to tell you guys how close <laughs> every single one of my matches were, they were all 2-1 losses. I did take a game out of every single match. Um, like I said, every match is a learning experience. It's been two weeks with the deck, and I love it. Gallimond's my deck. Um, that being said, uh, it has its bad matchups for sure. Blue Hybrid was a horrible match. Um, but at the same time, um, there were definitely things that I could have done to play around. Uh, you know, Blue Hybrid stuns. Um, and one thing that I've learned that, you know, I've done differently is uh, aggression, right? Um, this is something that, like, Dan has been trying to instill in me since day one. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a red deck. Uh, I have started at Greymonts in the deck now because, uh, well, you're playing a red deck, and I think you should take advantage of uh, having natural aggression. Um, I wanted to play the deck without it, mainly because I wanted to maximize on my consistency, being able to find pieces off of Guillemon, specifically my Graumons, but also being able to play blockers for decks like Ancient Greymon and also Imperial. Being Although uh, blockers do get spun away by Pyoldramon, you prevent that early swing, and then uh, it becomes uh, one less swing that they do, and you might be able to control the game from that point. Um, I just I never faced Imperial nine matches, and I never faced Imperial. That was number one. Um, number two, I just the blockers, although they helped in the one match against Purple, uh, it just I honestly I should have just been playing. <laughs> I should have just been playing Greymons. So I'm playing four Greymons now, uh, and I think it helps the deck a lot, and it probably would have helped the deck a hell of a lot more against Blue Hybrid, so, uh, and especially against Yellow Hybrid too. So uh, that's what we're trying out. We're gonna see how well that works. Um, and well, unfortunately I don't have an X Ultimate Cup to participate in. I might take the deck to regionals. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know. <laughs> around to find out right <laughs> speaking of uh regionals right um oh gosh but, uh, we really gonna talk about yeah, this yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about it but prior to oh. prior to that i wanted to get a point in from earlier but you just kept going so i let i let you continue um oh, sorry i was droning no you good you good so um you were mentioning about how like the levels of locals regional nationals all different levels correct I think yeah. it depends on your locals when it comes to that, right? Because if you have oh, yeah, a yeah, good, yeah, if sure, you have too. a good locals that's like really strong, competitive players, I think that benefits you going into your regionals, going into your nationals, stuff like that. If you have people who are playing garbage decks twenty four seven, then that doesn't help. But if you have a regionals, I think we have a pretty good uh, set of locals where uh, locals that's pretty competitive in the sense of like they play a lot of meta decks and stuff. So I think that helps us, especially going into those bigger events and stuff like that. Oh no, yeah, you're right. I'm just talking about like those people on YouTube coming in, coming on here talk about undefeated no, I got you, locals four zero, some kind of whack ass. I don't know, D Brigade Yellow Hybrid. <laughs> no, I got like. you. I was just saying, John. Like that was my only like <laughs> that was my really retort. Like, no, if, but you're if, right. If the locals are strong, seeing that, I think that that helps benefits. Situation. Nah, you're right. I feel like, I feel like a locals like uh like the one that Ying and Max Tapera go to like in Philly like that kind of locals like yeah, oof, going there and getting your ass busted a few times. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, but yeah, um, 
for sure. Yeah, speaking of, uh, so back back on track, you know, moving forward. Uh, we went oh, to, gosh, we had yeah, a lovely regional experience, it. right? Um, yeah, Digipod went to Philly Regional since it was like, you know, down the street from yeah. us, quote unquote. Not really, but you know, a two hour drive, nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, and I participated in the actual regional. Uh, Yvonne didn't. But we all competed in the 3v3 on Friday. And that was a, yeah. a fun time. <laughs> yeah. So our me it was me, Yvonne, and our boy, uh, our boy Mike. Shout out to boy Mike. Um Yeah. <laughs> I played uh Blackwell Greymon. Yvonne played Yellow Hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um our boy Mike played Imperial. And um, yeah. met some cool people there. Uh, Garantina Gaming, shout out to him. Cool peoples. Um, For sure. And who else participated that was... I forgot what their team name. A bunch of people yeah. participated. Uh, they were cool people too. Everybody there was really cool, honestly. But um, so gist of it is uh, we went to final round. We was placed in second place at that moment. And... Um, I don't know if I should let Yavari speak the rest, but um, we lost in said final round and dro- and went from second to uh, ninth place. <laughs> yeah. You want you want to explain <laughs> to him what happened, Yavari? <laughs> All right. So let's put it this way, right? That number one, and I was talking to Dan about this before, and Dan was like shrugging it off, and I was like, "Don't shrug it off because like there might be a strategy to it." And lo and behold, there was strategy to it. I was saying to Dan, who do we have? So for those of you who don't know, uh, the 3v3 tournaments that PBG hosts for their uh, events, you designate player A, player B, player C. You do best of one. Player A plays player A, B plays B, and C plays C. Um, So there is a strategy to who player A, B, and C should be. You would think that the best player should be player A and your weakest player should be player C. Um, you know, what is the logic behind setting who behind who? You, you never know, right? And me, Mike, and Dan are all strong players. There's there's really no there's no difference between putting Dan, myself, or Mike as player A, B, or C other than the decks that we play. That in mind, I was like, do you put me, the yellow hybrid player, as player A or player B? I don't think you put me as player C, but I think based on other team strategy, they're either going to put their best player, their yellow hybrid player, as player A or their imperial player, or they're going to put their best player, their yellow hybrid player or their, yellow, or their blue hybrid player, as player B. Okay. So what were other team strategy? Well, in the first round, uh, I played D Reaper. This was against Garatina's gaming Lance Orville. Shout out to him. Very tough matchup. Went to time, not because I slow play. Because as I tell you guys every podcast, I'm not a slow player. This was just a one hell of a matchup, and everybody who was watching can attest to that. Facts. Um, Mike, what did you, Mike played against? He played uh, uh, X Antibody. No, not first round. Oh, that wasn't the first one. One I freak. Nah, I forget what he played against first round. What did you play against first round? Uh, I know I played against uh, Armor Rush slash Imperial. 
Did you win that? No, that's the one I lost because uh, Black or Greymon hit a uh, Imperial. So you lost. That means Mike won. So that means Mike faced something. Yeah, I don't remember. Like I could have sworn that was L Star. Oh, maybe or something. Maybe. Whatever. Whatever it was, Mike won. Yeah. So Mike looked. They looked over to me. They're like, "It's up to you." And I was like, "Oh, thanks. No pressure." Because I was kind of getting my ass kicked. <laughs> I was kind of getting my teeth kicked. He didn't in. know how to play against Steve Reaper. Yet. No, no, for sure. Literally, the set came out the night before. Never played against D Reaper. I had no clue how to navigate the matchup. I didn't know how to not deck myself out, how to aggress and go for game at the right time. You know, all that stuff. So, okay. Somehow, by the grace of God, this man's... <laughs> he played Reaper down. He hit into Holy Flame and security. Yep. God bless Holy Flame. Okay. Went to back to my turn. I couldn't get rid of Reaper. Uh, so I tried to aggress for game. I don't think I could have. He came back to swing. He hit Holy Flame and Security again. Saved my ass once more. Yep. Somehow, I think I, somehow I ended up taking the game. I don't remember how. All I, I know, he hit, I Holy think Flame he used Susano'd or he hit a Susano and that's why the Reaper disappeared. And then something. he didn't have another Reaper at all because it was one was bottom deck and then one was on the field and then another was in security. Yeah, that's right. He So he did only have one Reaper. So yeah, uh, all in all, somehow I came out of that with a Woo, win. Started off Second great. One and all, baby. Started off great. Second round, we faced, I faced the yellow hybrid mirror. Yeah. This is where the strategy comes in. Player B was yellow hybrid. Dan faced Nastamon, and I was whipping his ass. <laughs> and not fast enough, clearly, because uh, y'all too fat lost dumb fast. <laughs> oh, that was the X anybody. That was the X anybody. Yes. <laughs> Mike hit it too. <laughs> I was like, Mike. Bro. <laughs> Mike went in for his imperial combo, and the first check. Breath of the was gods. Breath of the gods. <laughs> And then the ex antibody player went into the alpha mod combo on him. Yeah. I kid you not, I'm like playing and I hear him say Breath of the Gods. And I was like, the first check, I'm like, all right, cool. He, he'll be all right. I'll continue going. I swear to God, within the next five minutes, I look over. He's like, yeah, I lost. I was like, how? <laughs> oh my God. Bro, it's cracking up. For me, um, my yellow hybrid mirror, it was bad. This is the problem with yellow hybrid mirrors in a best of one. Um, he had more hybrids to aggress for game than I Word. did. There was nothing that I, literally, there was nothing I could do. Uh, even if I had wanted to, there literally was nothing I could do because he just had more hybrids in hand that he could digivolve and swing for game. I, I think I only had maybe three with one Digimon in raising. So even if I had wanted to, I, I would be risking it on the Digivolve to draw into the hybrids that I needed to swing for game. And I don't like playing games like that. So it is what it is. Um, I was hoping for Holy Flame and Security. Unfortunately, Security didn't pull through for me at all. So I lost that game and we were 1-1. Yep. Third match, uh, I played Black War Grey. Dan played D Reaper. Imperial. Oh, you played D yeah. Reaper, and I think Mike faced some. I think he faced like DNA. I don't remember uh, something. I can't remember either. Something like that. Uh, I beat 
black or gray because people don't read my cards. <laughs> yeah. Because black or gray swung into my Kintoris that I specifically built against this black or gray because I figured he wouldn't read my cards, which is a big, it's a strategy, guys. Yeah, that's wild. You can bank on your opponent not reading your cards. So I, in raising, built a, a Kudamon. For those of you who don't know, Kudamon's a promo. On deletion, the inherited is one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 1,000 DP. And then I Digivolved Kaze, and then bought it out, Digivolved Jet Sylphie, recover one, and then Kintoris. So then he built up his Black War Gray with no DP boost, and he decided that he's Mr. Big Tough and Bad, and he was going to swing over my Kintoris at 12k. And I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, Kintoris and Kudamon together, minus 12k on Black War Gray, killing it. Tragic. Boom. That was basically sealed game for him, and that was pretty much off to the races for me. Yeah, so, and I versed uh, D Reaper, and uh, like I knew I had a good matchup against it, because I knew, like... I already knew about it because I was excited. Because you're playing Black War Gray. Yeah, I was excited to play the deck, so I kind of knew the weaknesses. And I instantly, Black War Gray, my stack swung at 16k. I swung over his uh, Mother D Reaper, and I'm just like... Bro. I, I just I saw the face, so I was like... Over. And like, I felt bad because like, he's like, what do I do now? I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm like, and I'm also at that point, I'm already <laughs> like setting up a second Black War Gray or War Gray or something like that. And I'm just swinging. He's like, oh, man, what do I do? He goes and raises it again, puts another source. I was like, uh, Black or Grandma swing over it. Swing over the other, digi the other um, I think he's like a searcher or something. And I was like, and I just started poking him for a game. I'm just like, man, I felt, I, I, I even felt bad because it was just like a complete other like demolition. <laughs> like, it was bad. Like, I was like, oof. Um, Bro. That guy was awesome, though. I remember looking over. yeah. And I looked at his face as you said, I'm going to swing over your mother when he had all them sources. Yeah. And I was he like, was about like so five sorry. sources too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's a rip, bro. Yep. And then, um, yeah, it was just such an easy, it was super easy, honestly. I was like, now I know. And I expect that a lot more in the regional itself. Uh, we'll get to it in like a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, so that was a quick so, round. From so from that point, we're 2-1, yeah. and we get to our last match. We were placed second place at that point, so, you know, we had great chances of going first or second, or, you know, not topping at all. <laughs> so, again, this is where strategy comes into play. I end up facing yellow, It was purple, yellow, purple, security control, yeah. Red, security control. Yep. Dan ends up facing Bastimon again. Was it? I don't remember. Yes, because you lost to this Bastimon. Yeah, I, I remember losing to it. I just don't remember what it was. Because you looked over to me and you said, I lost. It's up to you. And yep. I was like, <laughs> Sorry, you got to censor that. I was like, I don't think, I don't know. I've never navigated the Seccon matchup as Yellow Hybrid. Um, and Mike won his match. Yeah. Um, I was like, damn, it's down to me again. Unfortunately, one of my Susanus ended up in trash. I only had one. So I only had one means of not decking out instead of two. And it really just boiled down to, uh, he rushed me down and decked me out faster than I could swing 
and aggress him for game. I think I had gotten him down to no security. Absolutely but I not, because you have... had game. I'm just letting you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Yep, let's talk about what happened. I remember so, clearly. <laughs> for those of you... For those of you who don't know as well, 3v3s, they had a loud coaching. So I looked over at Dan and, and I went into Susanu and he had two Digimon on board. He had a Renamon and he had a... Uh, Magna Anja. Magna Anjimon. And he had Flame Hellsites. If you don't know what Mastimon does, Flame Hellsites brings back the Magna Anjimon. So me, like the dummy I am, I said, I'm not going to pop the Magna Anjimon because I don't want to hit Flame Hellsight and have him bring back a Magna Anjimon to have him bring back lethal or is that to put me out of lethal range. Well, even better, something else happened that put me out of lethal range. And the next turn, he used that Magna Anjimon that I didn't delete off of Susanu to Digivolve into Magna Dramon yep. to swing after I holy flamed it just to play down Bushy Agumon yep. to get him the extra swing he needed. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't have any holy flames in security because I drew into all of my holy flames. Yep. <laughs> so, yes. That is why I lost that match. Mind you guys, he had, That was a winnable match that I lost. He, yes, the guy had sure. like three security. He uh when he swung with I think it was the Susano or something like that, or the hybrids, whatever it was. Uh a Geo Greymon and Corjumon popped out. So oh, it was gosh, four yeah, no, no, it was just the Geo Grey. It, it was just the okay. Geo Grey, and that's what killed so, me. It was prior just the Geo Grey. So if he would have popped the Magna Angel, like I mentioned. The guy would never have game because he would have to hard play Bushi and he um, was didn't have five. Um, and because coaching was allowed, the guy didn't realize that he has three Mimis on board so he could, you know, activate yeah. effect when if it Yavarni, wasn't for that, Yavarni activated card effects uh, options just to say because Yavarni went and played Holy Flame on Magna Angemon. And the guy that was next to him was like, tap your Mimis, tap your Mimis. And then the guy was like, oh, okay, tap Mimi. And that gained three memory, which then ended Yavani's turn. But if he did, if he would have killed the Magna Anja, then he would have holy flamed one of the others. He would have had game next turn. Uh, but future no guys, listen to Dan when he tells you, when he gives advice. <laughs> this is, this is true. True. Also, so. another advice. Uh, since you know the very beginning of Digimon has started, you should always try to kill the strongest Digimon board. <laughs> hey, look, it was a viable strategy. When you see Magna Anjimons keep popping out off of flame health sites because yeah. you keep killing it, you get inclined to stop killing the Magna Anjimons. How many know? did he use already? <laughs> or you seen? No, the problem was I kept killing the same what <laughs> no i'm talking about the holy scythe <laughs> that was the holy flame scythe oh i don't know i think i i saw at least at least two of them it had to be at least two oh, okay if not three that's why i was afraid of at least one more is sitting in security so i know i didn't see four got you so yeah because of that unfortunately we lost 
and prizing was for top eight and then i went from top eight to top four top two and so literally on. we dropped and right we dropped out. to ninth place so that, that hurt a little um unfortunately a little i'm still pissed yeah yvonne's uh super tight about it uh to me it was more of a fun event so like i wasn't super mad i was obviously mad because i'm obviously a super competitive person but like i wasn't too worried about it because i knew i had regionals to deal with and maybe because Yovani didn't have regionals, he just kept uh, stewing about it. That's pro. You know what? That's probably why it pissed me off even more because I knew I wasn't coming to regionals next day. Yeah. So on to Saturday oh, then, huh? How was regionals? Oh man, how was regionals, Dad? Um, let's see. Where do I start? Um, so I made top one twenty eight. Uh, I think it was like hundred three something like that. Unfortunately, um, I started off pretty good. And it spiraled out of control, unfortunately. Quick um, thing. Quick sure. thing. You placed what? 100, what 103. Place? 103 out of how many? 230, something like that, they said. Two 256? No, it wasn't the 256, but I knew it was like... Supposedly, one time they said it's 216, and supposedly somebody said 232. I don't know. Top, 120, top 128, Somewhere baby. around that range. What are you trying to say, huh? 128 baby no let me stop it's i had i was on the verge of like we're doing really good so my matchups right so i went in with black oak raymon expecting one to see a lot of yellow hybrids and i'm very comfortable in that matchup against yellow hybrids with black oak raymon uh especially since i play breath of the gods so that you really can't do anything about it once it happens um uh, for that turn at least and I, I play the BT1 War Greymon, so that has natively uh, a delicate planet attached to it. So I felt very confident in my matchup in that. Uh, I've always done really well against it. So I expected to see that. And I expected to see a lot more D Reapers than what was actually there. So that's why I went with the Black War Greymon. And every other matchup I feel very comfortable with. And even Imperial, and to me, Imperial is like 50 50. Uh, I always feel that if I have. The answer to their first uh, onslaught, then I'm in, I'm in a good position, and then at that point it depends on how well or how fast they're able to curate their new imperial plays and so on. Um, I think the one Massimo, I'm very comfortable with it. Uh, I know the combos a lot playing playing against them. So yeah, so down to the uh, matchups. Round one, I first against Armor Rush, two Odom. He was the same guy that be uh, <laughs> that be playing D Reapers in the three v three. I forget his last name, but I know his name. First name is Winter. He's part of a team. Um, what did their team call? I don't remember. Did you come up or something like that on the something like that? I don't remember who it was. Great guys. Uh, he was awesome. Great sport. Um, honestly, it came down to me getting a Blackwall Greymon and him not being able to do anything with it um both games really and then no yeah and then game two had a clutch geo Greymon and security that was always great so boom starting off great 2-0 round one win round two i played against mario at table one that was uh interesting uh shout out to mario he's a cool guy um he was playing galamon and i'm sure a lot of people have seen his video it's a uh <laughs> It's a, uh, what's it called? Um, a sealed format deck that he's trying to build and so on. And so he didn't have all his pieces. Um, 
game one he had he saw everything basically and just kept popping off uh couldn't do anything about it and then two and three i got him pretty good i went for a goonie for game for one of them uh so boom started off good 2-0 then i played um one of the imperial players who made top 12 i guess you could say top 16 i think he was top eight he was sixth place i think it was um i forget his name right now imperial player um i was let's say one card away from winning or one turn away from winning and he almost misplayed it and if he would have i had straight up game um and that's the one that i uh, had a leomon on play that uh yeah leomon is pretty good in that deck if you know how to play it correctly what what um what was that there you killing his imperial leomon hey look um, you said before, it's <laughs> first time you saw D-Reaper, right? First time I saw Leomon. I didn't expect to see a single Leomon at all. I, I didn't know his full effects. So, moving forward, <laughs> we, we're not going to ponder about it. So, 2-1. Feeling all right, because I knew I had him B. And whatever. Round 4, I played against another Imperial player who was also in the top 16. Uh, so my first four rounds was straight up very competitive players. Um, I also lost that one two one again. Very close. Uh, it came down to one turn, or <laughs> I kind of misplayed on that one. <laughs> Did you now? Yeah. I so um, the play was yeah yeah. He had a Imperial fighter mode, and I tech in the one campaign campaign promo War Raymond. Which effect is uh, when digivolving. If you have a Tamer in play, you can delete a Digimon at 13k or higher. And so the thought process with that card is against Imperial and Mastermon, they're both 13k. It's fighter mode. So I had this cool play going. I got into Kamarimon for free. And I forgot the DP minus reduction. And so <laughs> his fighter mode went from. 13 to 10k and i could not delete delete it because campaign promo says 13k oh, or higher poor and i just want to cry at that moment because i knew i messed up the moment he said oh yeah minus 3k i was like god darn it <laughs> you know and i could not i didn't have a hero in play so i couldn't boost the chimeramon either so I just, I was forced to just digivolve into um, the campaign promo because that's the only war game I had in my hand. And I could not, uh, I didn't have a Nokia in play or something like that. So I couldn't reduce the cost and maybe go to Omnimon. Um, so that's what boiled down to me losing that matchup, honestly, because that misplay, huge misplay in that sense. Um, and that's when I realized I probably should be playing EXO1 War Greymon instead. Again, I had it in there. I kept going flipping back and forth. And that Blitz is too strong at certain times. Round five. Oh, yeah, this was terrible. So, guys, um, you know, if you have sleeves, obviously, you should have spare sleeves with you. Because there's a chance your sleeves might rip. Oh, my goodness. And yes, my sleeves ripped in the middle of that match. And I didn't have the spares with me. So I had to rush and grab new ones and I was not comfortable with shuffling with those sleeves. So when I went into round five, I played against a mirror match and I felt I am very comfortable in that mirror match. And I just 
I bricked. That was the first day. That was the first game I bricked. Game one and two, I bricked completely hard. And he had all his outs for it. And I just couldn't do anything because I just straight up bricked. And I could not, sh I didn't shuffle well enough. I wasn't used to the sleeves. And um, that guy was an awesome person because uh, I was hungry as hell. And he had some chocolate bars. And he was like, yo, here's some chocolate bars. Uh, we tried to get food, but the lines at the con was so crazy that we could not get food. I, I wanted to cry, yo. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, no, that's a rip, bro. You're better off probably just like gold puffing or, I mean, uh, door dashing. 100% probably, uh, but it was the spur of the moment type of thing. Um, after that, I played against a Massimon player. I 2-0'd him. So I'm, at this point, I'm like 3-3. Three and three. I have a very good chance of making top 64. And then round seven happens, and I I don't know who the player was. He played Imperial. And to no offense to him, I thought he was such a garbage Imperial player. Um, and I am just losing because I I misplayed by by uh, taking the wrong War Greymon at the wrong time when I should have took a different one. And that I guess because like I was still hungry and I was tired at that point. I was like ah, whatever, and I kind of just. I ended up giving that game up, I felt like. Um, and I lost, so my record ended up being 3-4. and four, And that's what made me be one, uh, 103 placed. Overall, experience was amazing. Everybody there was cool as hell. Um, it was such a fun time. Like, just even talk, just talking to people and stuff. Fun, play, fun, play, uh, fun time. Good players there. It was a good time. For sure, I agree. Uh, I wasn't at regionals, but just being at, just being at the three v three, definitely a fun experience. I wish I could have went to regionals. I'm going to Canadian Card of Magic regionals in two weeks. For anybody who's going to be there, to you there, shout out to the listeners all across the world. I saw some of you. Well, not saw, but um, some of you guys popped into stream. So. Uh, Shout out to you guys. Pretty awesome. Some of you guys popped into the Discord. Shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome too. Um, wanted to say that real quick. Um, but yeah, we will be going to the Otacon yes, regionals sir. in Washington, D.C. Come basically three and a half weeks. Uh, from yeah, now, July 29th to 31st. Yeah. So look forward to us being there as well, and hopefully, that's going to be BT nine. So that one's going to be yeah, rough. Yeah, we got to figure now. <laughs> uh, that is so like full disclosure for like you guys. Um, so personally, like I'm not a fan. I don't like. Uh, I didn't like that EXO two is legal for last regionals. Um, I didn't. It's the same way that I didn't like. Uh, what's it called? Classic collection being legal for. Excuse me nationals because as a competitive player um it means that you have to spend time practicing on platforms such as like tabletop or base like bandai doesn't give you an official platform to practice on um but they say hey here's the product on release date when your tournament's the next day and they say like yeah like we know that you might not be prepared, but it's going to be legal. And I don't like that. I think that's wrong. And that's what they're doing with BT9 as well. 
um and bt9 i mean obviously like the even bigger set than exo2 it's gonna be a big meta shift Huge. especially with dexmon Definitely. coming out i think dexmon is going to be the singular most pivotal card of that set easily um, every deck has the potential to run dexmon um and because of that it's just going to be honestly frankly it's going to be a complete shit show uh for the first considering that like that regional is going to be right after the set drops uh though whatever decks top it's a shit show uh i don't think any of those results should be taken entirely seriously um just because things are going to change um you're nothing is set permanently like you might see a blue you might it's to the point where you might see blue hybrid top yellow hybrid or you might see war Greymon x top you might see um you know yellow hybrid with dexmon top you might see whatever other jank top because you know nobody's had time to test and everybody's unfamiliar unless everybody's been on tabletop testing which you know a lot of players have not but in the same way a lot of players have been so yeah, that one's gonna be a real shit show. Um, I actually should start printing out proxies for that, I guess, so that we can start getting practice in for that. But that's a separate. Story. Yeah. Um, it seems seems like just based on like Japanese meta at that time uh, for the BT9 meta, and um, what it looks like is gonna happen for us. If you don't have Dexmon on your deck, you're not trying to win. <laughs> like. Oh, that's fast. Like that's how that's how you, powerful you, that you card is. You try to is. overextend there, buddy. That's how powerful that card is. It's crazy. Straight facts. So let's just touch on. So because it's been a while, I don't remember what we talked about with our last regionals uh, episode, which is still coming. Um, it is coming. This episode will come out before that episode comes out, though. Um, but just because we don't remember what we talked about, shout out to our boy Leechy. Always support the boy Lichi because he got second place with Black War Gray. We did talk about um, this last. Also, shout out podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I we did talk about it. Oh, okay, cool. So then, yeah, then we already talked about Ying's winning Mastemon yep. list. The one thing we didn't talk about, which is funny. So I was telling Dan, it's funny that before Ying won with Mastemon, there were no topping Mastemon list. As soon as Ying won with Mastemon. All of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, look, Mastemon is tier one. Because before that, everybody was like, oh, what happened to Mastemon? Ha, 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 ha. Mastemon isn't as tier one as everybody said it would be. No, that's just because you're all shit players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's what it was. It's also like, you know, uh, the it, boy Ying, what, he's probably, arguably, one of the, one best, of the best purple players, purple players. in the game, so... He's probably, he was messing with it for sure. day one. He was just testing, testing, testing nonstop. Exactly. So the moment that Ying topped with the list, Mastemon cemented its place as tier one because every Mastemon list that is topped since Ying's list has literally been a carbon copy of Ying's list minus a Agreed. few cards. Literally minus like one or two cards. I mean, even the Mastemon list that I play, I like... Watching Ying's video, Ying said it best. Mastemon, uh, the, the way that I built Mastemon initially, I think I built it with, you know, like 12 rookies. You know, you build it with like 10 champions because you played a 4 Gatsumon. I was playing like uh, 4 Wizardmon, 2 Black Gatsumon, and then the 12 level 5s. 
but it just it made it made the deck funny enough even more bricky than it already was and if the deck was even more bricky than it already was then why not cut down on what the deck is bricky on and just make it a little bit more streamlined so the way that ying made the deck for those of you who didn't watch his video he made it in a little bit more of a seccon style his initial list the very first list that he won with it was uh three chaos degrade four flame hell scythe which was the bread and butter of his deck um i believe it was two or three purple mem boost two calling from darkness maybe a darkness wave um and maybe one or two other options i can't remember um and the idea behind the list was obviously it being seccon you only ran four uh, Gatomon. I believe he ran one Black Gatomon. So basically five level fours. He ran eight rookies, which was two Sala, two Candle, two Psychmon, two Gazi, his 12 level fives, four Masti, two Ofani, two Zwart Defeat, the one Creepy Mon. Um, and that was about it. So that was his solved list. That's what won him first place at the first Ultimate Cup. Um, and it was literally based off the idea of if I'm going to brick, then I'm going to brick Seccon style. Um, and it was also based off the idea of let me mill these level fives a little bit more into uh, into my trash because you can just recur them back off of Flame Hell Scythe. Um, you get to kill something on board on 6k and still get a body on board. Maybe you trigger a Gatomon and then, you know, you still get to Jogress. So it helps enable plays a little bit better um if you're just trying to because sometimes you don't want to mill certain things from hand you know sometimes like you don't have any better options but to mill that yellow level five from your hand but once you do and you draw onto that hell scythe and then boom you play the hell scythe but then you essentially recur out that level five that you milled you get to jogress anyway so ying definitely is one of the best purple players for sure in our english meta um and it's funny that since he's topped all of the lists have basically been ying's mastemon list save for a few changes i actually see he just posted another video um he just posted another video talking about like his latest changes i think he added a mahidramon in which is kind of spicy oh i've been i've been trying to make like a mahidramon like creepy mon deck but like I've, i i haven't been able to <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a purple player like to heart like that. I'm more of a I don't know. I'm not really an anything player. I'm a I'm a degenerate player and I'll play <laughs> a whatever. Jack of all trades type of player. <laughs> a master of I'm none. A, Is that I'm what you're Jack of all trades play? Yeah, I mean to be fair, yeah. Uh if if Seccon was still a deck, not the red yellow Seccon that's running around, I don't really care for that because that's not my style like that's real seccon in that like it's really that is truly just based on i'm gonna wait for my opponent to deck out and kill themselves which is never how i played my seccon decks if you remember my seccon decks were always based on i'm gonna drop down my mega hope that you can't deal with it and if you can't then i'm just gonna start swinging at your security while you swing at mine and die right, you know? right. and the, the current the current seccon deck that's running around it's literally let me just wait until you keep swinging into my security and deck yourself out while while i save myself from decking out i don't like decks like that that's not my it's never been my play style never been my type of deck 
So I'm degenerate, but I'm I'm not that degenerate. All right. He's coming to the light side with so, red. Sorry. I yeah. I, I like I said. I love Gallimont and Gallimont X coming next set. Ooh, I am excited. I'm Gallimont X. It's crazy. I didn't think it's what the it's. I didn't think it's what the deck needed, but after watching some gameplay, it's definitely pretty it good. It really helps because. I have had so many situations, like, it's exactly why I put Gaia Force in the deck, right? Because, like, you can't, obviously, without judgment, you can't swing over on Suspended Digimon. It's not Jessmon, right? right? Um, you can be able to delete a low end, but then you have that level 6 that you can't get rid of because it's on Suspended, or you just, you were only able to get rid of one and not the other. But then you go into Gallimon X for one, and you get to pop literally whatever is left on the field and trash is security word is so nice and then on top of that with the x antibody option comboed with takato it's all just so strong and i just i can't i know it's tier two comparing to war on x because war on x is so strong this coming set um which i'm also gonna play because you know agumon is my next best boy but uh I'm excited for all this fun stuff next set. Really am. Yeah, it's going to help a lot of decks be a lot stronger. So uh can't wait to see how that goes and how the meta shapes up. The last thing, though, that we have to touch on is the most controversial topic of all. Probably the most controversial topic we've had yet. Green hybrid winning the latest ultimate. Reason I say controversial is because everybody's talked shit on green hybrid. You know, oh, green hybrid isn't good. Shivamon isn't good. Um, you know, all this sort of stuff. How yellow hybrid's the better deck, yellow hybrid is best deck in the format imperial is the best deck in the format hey i want y'all to know russell lapair russell lapar can't remember how you pronounce his last name he went nine zero against every deck he faced yellow hybrid blue hybrid red ancient Greymon otk literally whatever deck you name he yeah he did because he was nine oh nine impressive oh impressive if i saw some people on the facebook group talk about how oh all of a sudden you know green hybrid wins and you know russell lapair is the best play the best green player well yes i would say that if you win a major 500 and i think was it 512 or 200 yeah if you win a 512 player tournament with a <laughs> any deck that is not the air quote meta decks yellow hybrid blue hybrid imperial mass daemon um what else dan did i miss anything uh nope not that i could think of i guess kind of dna mm -hmm. in a way or not dna uh armor rush technically yeah. kind of if you don't win with any of those decks yes you can be considered i mean even if you do win with one of those decks right you are the best player of that deck. You gain those bragging rights. It's just like 
in the NBA. Steph Curry is one of the best players in basketball right now. The Golden State Warriors are, is, are the, is the best team in the NBA right now. They got those bragging rights. You nice. know what I mean? Who who won who won the uh, the uh, the uh, the Super Bowl? I can't remember. Um, the L.A. Rams, not Cincinnati. The Rams are the best. The Rams are the best team in football right now. They got those bragging rights. Matthew Stafford, best quarterback. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady, like he's good, but is he the reigning? <laughs> is he the reigning? Defending champ, you know, quarterback nope. on the Super Bowl winning. Is he the reigning defending champ? Nope. So he's not the best quarterback right now, and that's what it boils down to. If you win a major tournament, you get those bragging rights. So yes, Russell Lapierre has those bragging rights as a being one of the best players in Digimon. Not the best player, but one of the best players, and B the best green player, the best green hybrid player for sure. Especially after you see him explain the spicy ass list. Playing Pokemon, playing Kalumon. Well, okay, sorry. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. Not playing Pokemon isn't spicy. Playing Kalumon is spicy. Yes. Playing the Rapidmon package with Terriermont is kind of spicy, because only because of its notoriety in Yellow Hybrid decks, where. You know, us yellow hybrid players have made it so that, you know, oh, Rapidmon, yellow, DP reduction, blah, blah, blah. No, he's playing eight Terrier Mons with Rapidmon. He's playing it in green, in the home where it belongs. He is playing the true Terrier Mon Rapidmon package with the green hybrid Shivamon Ancient Beetlemon package. And let me tell y'all, when this stuff kicks off, it kicks off. Dan and I, in our short time playtesting, have seen that this stuff is formidable. It's legit, definitely. When it hits, it hits hard. It's it's very oppressive. It, spa it spams really fast. Definitely. Literally, like, it can be turn three, and you are dealing with Boko, Kalumon, Terriermon, and a hybrid. All of a sudden, your opponent's at, like, four memory because they just digivolved when you put them at two. You know, and then they're about to swing over whatever you just played because of uh, what is it, Metal Capitarium? Yeah. I believe. And then Ancient Beetlemon's gonna trash, or Shivamon's gonna prevent you from using option cards. Like, it's just oppressive. And then people are saying that, oh, you know, Shivamon's just a tech. No, Shivamon's not just a tech. Shivamon is just as much a game plan in the deck as Ancient Beetlemon is. It can argued that you know the deck i mean obviously you know people are making a big deal about the deck being shivamon hybrid and not just green hybrid there's a reason i said green hybrid and not shivamon hybrid and that's because the core of the deck is green hybrid and it focuses on doing green hybrid things not shivamon things but shivamon being in the deck at two of does mean that the deck does do a lot of things and when Shivamon hits the board and you can't deal with Shivamon, you're in for a really bad game. Yeah, it's game pretty rough. Because you can't remove it with options. And that means you need to swing over it. And if you can't swing over it in time, then I'm sorry, but your security is getting trashed on that. Yeah, definitely. And that is... That is And bad. Um, I think so, we mentioned on the podcast that we just dropped, I think it was, whenever we were talking about 
BT7, uh, reviewing, no, reviewing BTA, my fault. And I think. No, we did review. We did review BT7. No, but Chief of Mine came out in BT8. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. We did do a BT8 yeah, yeah. preview, didn't we? Did we re- I don't think I don't we know released we, it. I don't yet, know if we released it yet. Um, you, you guys nah, will hear it eventually. We, we haven't we released it yet. But in that podcast, <laughs> yeah, you in will. that podcast, we have mentioned, or at least I think, I don't know who did. One of us mentioned it, I know for a fact, that Shibamon might not be good on its own with its own support, but the best way to probably play it will be in Green Hybrid. And voila, somebody broke the code, <laughs> you know? Um, for sure. I think it also shows in, um, I, we, I was having a conversation with this Yavani like the other day, how it shows that um, people threw off, like, for example, the Mega Gargo support that they had gotten in EXO2. Uh, people threw away the Lopmon support that came out in EXO2. But people didn't realize at that moment, man, these cards can be great engines for different decks. So, like, yeah, it's a green hybrid deck, but it's a it's a Terrymon engine to facilitate the faster pace of green hybrid you know what i'm saying so instead of digivolving into rapamon for four you digivolve for three which could be still on your turn you're playing the kalumons who allows your hybrids to digivolve for basically free or gain memory in that essence instead plus the boko which gains even more memory um and it's just like stuff like that just combo and people are just that creativity is what makes it like cool and to see this like in action see someone winning with it makes it like really cool to watch and even the um like i mentioned before the lockman engine no one even cared about it like i'm sure everybody saw them and telemon aas were dirt cheap like you could buy a playset for 10 bucks or something like that and then people realize oh wait you can run a lockman engine and for griella hybrid it will work great and so we saw that same day that telemon aa go from like two bucks to like 15 instantly that day or by the end of the day it was crazy it's nice because we're getting to the point in digimon where our card pool is just because it's so expanding and not only are we getting new support i mean yeah like there are older cards that aren't seeing support and that's fine but we're actually seeing bona fide engines like you say the whole fact that there's an there's a 12 card package or let's say a 16 card package to put in let's let's break green hybrid down there are two separate engines yeah. in that deck there's a 16 card package in the terrier mon rapid mon package because you have eight terrier mons four gummy mon and four rapid mon and then you have i would say the I would hybrid package that too, that's more of a uh, okay yeah yeah for sure so the 18 card package or sorry a 14 card package including the kalumons and then you have a 16 card package with four jps your four beetlemon four metal kabuterimon and your four rhino kabuterimon and then i guess you throw bokos into that as well and as well as your uh, ancient beetlemon so you will now have these two completely different engines your green hybrid engine your uh terrier mon rapid mon engine and decks that definitely don't facilitate anything on their own because green hybrid on its own yeah it's not doing anything and so is rapid mon you know even if you built terrier mon rapid mon tribal mega gargomon it's not doing anything on its own 
take these two engines and you put them together like Russell did, though. <laughs> and, and look what he you got created. A, you got a, uh, a fire deck going right there, man. Hell yeah. And I'm just, I'm glad to see Digimon get to this point where we're seeing engines, man. Like, it's it's nice. It, this is stuff that we see in Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and Pokemon. You see decks that have these, these mini engines. And it's nice to be able to take these. I mean, look at Lord Knight Sukuyamon. Yeah. Uh, you can take, even if it's just, you know, even if it's just a mini package of three Renamon, two Sukuyamon, and three plugins. That's still like an eight card engine that you put into the deck that facilitates itself because Sakuyamon takes back plugins. The plugins facilitate some really cool stuff. Digivolving for cheaper, some draw power, getting them back off Sakuyamon, some electric rush type stuff. Ranamon gains you a memory, so essentially lets you kind of Digivolve for free. We all don't know. Huang Zero just dropped a video on this today. It's a really cool video. Go check them out. If you couldn't tell, I'm a big Huang Zero plug. I love the guy. He makes really good videos. One of the best Digimon. I. This is not a controversial take. He's the best Digimon content creator. Ooh. I think. I yeah. I think he's the best Digimon content creator. Go give him a watch. He makes great content. I wish he did it more often. If he has a a, a, a Patreon or anything, like he's definitely worth. That's that's how much I enjoy his content. Um, he's. He's a great source learning learning anything. Oh yeah, I agree. For Definitely. sure. Um they're really good over there. Um for sure. So uh you know, just being able to see these engines become bona fide things in this game, man. Speaking it's nice of engines. There's also another one that's oh. coming around for blue hybrid with the oh. Leomon package. Oh. And it seems like it's legit. Oh. And um you lost me. Don't be surprised if we see more of that Leomon blue hybrid yeah. shenanigans. I know. I know it's tragic. Blue, blue hybrid, hybrid again, boo. I mean, it's not bad, right? Like I still I don't like that Bandai made Jerry a four cost teamer. And didn't make her a Yeah, that made no sense. I think like, the reason why they did it is because you play Leomon's for free, and those are five and six yeah. costs. I agree with that. And that makes sense to me because, especially like uh, the new Leomon, considering he becomes a blocker and on deletion, it's a draw to trash. Or, sorry, it's not a draw to trash. It's a gain to memory and yes. draw one. Like, that's really powerful. Um, so, like, that makes sense to me. Um, so like in a deck like blue hybrid, that also makes like a ton of sense. And so like, this is the perfect example because would I put blue hybrid in a deck, like maybe Imperial, um, Leomon by himself. Sure. But with Jerry, no, not at all. But blue hybrid. Yeah. Like I would probably throw Jerry in at maybe two and put Leomon's in because I I'm going to digivolve all my tamers anyways. So I throw out Jerry. I get a free Leomon. I'm going to get a blocker that when he dies, I gain to memory, which is essentially Hammer Spark. And I get to draw a card. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, interesting deck, I would say. I just, I just, 
So I want to stick a fork in the <laughs> hybrid. I'm gonna. Can we? I'm gonna. Can we also mention how? Uh, talk about how uh, the shift in the meta of of how the hybrids are coming back into it, which is kind of sad. <laughs> it's funny. Like, where did blue hybrid? Like, I I would I would honestly like to know who said, huh? You know what? I'm gonna play blue hybrid and bought blue hybrid back into the meta. I think. I know Jackson Huang yeah, won with it at Philly mm -hmm. Regionals. Um, and he, I know he's local to the area, I believe. I think he's based in New Jersey. But I don't think he was the first one. I believe it had one other top. Yeah, there was there was a couple like tops at regionals. Even before. prior to that one, there was a couple here and there spurred out where like top eight, oh, that's the one blue hybrid player. And then it was like top 16. It was still that one blue hybrid. Um, I think the issue my you know just me guessing uh just about based off like analyzing the meta and stuff um the reason why we're seeing this shift of so many more hybrids and stuff is because of imperial imperial jamon um people are like trying to figure out how what's the best way to beat them and when you have a deck full of tamers that are in, in interactive you can't interact with them with imperial jamon uh and they're very uh board controlling i think that's where the idea came from because imperial mind really can't do well against control decks unless they're able to go straight burr or go to their full perfect combo off the back and if they don't do that against those type of decks sometimes it's a hard day for them so i think that's why we're seeing so many hybrid decks come now now again i mean that makes sense to me but what doesn't make sense is why blue hybrid is a good matchup against Imperial, you know? Uh, you could stun and block everything. <laughs> yeah, but like, Joker's, yeah, I you agree. Know. Um, you that's also have cards that's like uh, Rattle Start that could just bomb deck stuff. I honestly don't think I've seen Blue Hybrid decks. Run yeah, they start to run it again now. I've seen them run Innocence Blizzard. Uh, I've seen them run Innocence Blizzard. I got hit with Innocence Blizzard. No, I know, uh, but um, really annoying, one actually. of the top lists they have Rattle Stars. Yeah, it's cheap, cheap, which um, I think you're just able to you kind of like put the pressure on them, too, especially if you're forced to stun them and stuff. And they don't have like if they can't DNA that turn. Like, what do they do <laughs> at that point? Yeah, I guess that is fair, which speaking of. And this is why, again, I called Huang Zero one of the best content or the best content creator in Digimon. Um, he did put out a tier list. I believe it was last week or the week before. Um, and he talked about, you know, meta, uh, the BTA EXO2 meta, um, and where each deck is positioned in the meta. Um, and he talked about, like, how when the meta started, like, you know, we saw a bunch of Imperial. And we do still see a bunch of Imperial. Yeah. But with seeing a bunch of Imperial, how we saw the meta shift from being whatever it was to seeing the rise of control decks yeah like definitely. blue mm -hmm. hybrid where yellow hybrid for sure came to the forefront as what was at one point in time the best deck in the format um well i guess those were the main those are the main two contenders for best control decks um especially against the likes of imperial um but like it's uh, he talked about you know the triangle about how control beats 
Imperial. Imperial beats something. Something beats Imperial. Blah, blah, blah. Forget. Good video. Go watch it. Basically, um, it's, it's definitely funny watching the meta evolve over time. If you look at the topping list from even a month ago to topping list now. Topping list a month ago? Uh, uh, yeah, 50%. <laughs> yeah, period. for real. Um, and yeah, there were a lot of yellow hybrid wins, but now with yellow hybrid becoming so prominent, I mean, look at, look at ancient Greymon, look at railgun OTK. I'm dubbing that deck ancient Greymon or railgun OTK. If somebody called it something, I don't remember what it was. And I just call it railgun OTK now, but with yellow, with yellow hybrid running rampant railgun OTK just runs around and just says your security, wop, bat, bop, it's done with. Because they just run right through it, you know? It's funny. The rise of one deck brings about the fall of another. Yeah, and, and in that same <laughs> The fall of one instance, deck brings about another. Uh, rise of other decks. Uh, you mentioned ancient Greymon, right? Um, if you see a lot more uh, Yellow Control like that, uh, decks like Black or Greymon become stronger in that sense because it's less Imperial players for them to play against. For sure. And then I'm just letting y'all know, if I see Ancient Greymon making a comeback, I'm bringing back Sec Control, baby, because I'm bringing back Sukuyamon. <laughs> I'm putting Sukuyamon right back into all my oh, decks. Oh, boy, the, the, the first one, the garbage one. The Yeah, the garbage one. The one that says, oh, you're building and raising? All right, Sec minus yeah, three. Yeah, definitely. Baby. No, it's definitely, it stops. It would definitely stop Ancient Greymon. Literally, the moment that I saw him sitting there building and raising, I'm like, damn, this brings me back. <laughs> I should be playing Seccon against right, you right, right. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, that same Huang Zero uh, tier list he had made, he pushed Seccon as tier one again because of that. Yeah, he did. He put that garbage ass deck as <laughs> the one that's running Avenge Kingmons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it works, if it works, right? If it works, it works. No, you're not wrong. I'm probably going to have to mess with some spice. The main thing is I'm going to have to go spend money and buy some Magnology Mods because, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you made that money off of it. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. But now I got to go buy them back if I want to play this. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I think this current meta, though, Regardless of however it has turned out and whatever it has been through, has been the best meta probably since. I mean, you've played since the beginning of the game, right? Yeah. What What would you say? Because I played since BT four, and since BT four, obviously there's been a dominant deck each time, and it's been fine. But like each deck has kind of been like over dominantly powerful, from you know war yellow war gray to Lord Knight, to Bond, to, I forget what it was, BT7, oh, Blue, Blue Hybrid. Hybrid, yeah, Blue Hybrid, um, BT8 for me has been the most diverse and best meta um, since I've started the game, what do you say as a player who's played the game since the start? I 1000% agree with that. Um... This has definitely been the one more diverse mess where you, if you feel that you're comfortable with a, a tier 1.5 deck or even a tier 2 deck and you understand your matchups, you have a, a chance of doing really good with it. Um, 
a la you playing Galamon. I'm pretty sure you played against um couple like tier one two de- tier one decks hey, if i remember correctly like i said um i'm i'm i lost two one every match i played yeah every match At was winnable last week, yep. agreed and um yeah like <laughs> people were telling me like hey you know yellow hybrid best deck in form and i'm like eh is it is Imperial really the best? Best is Massimon. Is it Armor Rush at times? In in my opinion, maybe Black or Greymon. Is it you know? I always felt like there was a revolving door that just kept circling between like multiple decks. And again, even those tier 1.5s where you had like X antibody, you had decks like that. Um, what's it called? That creepy loop deck that was yeah. like running around for a bit. Uh, and then obviously your hybrid deck. They're all up there as a very viable, very strong type of decks that can be played. And so I think it's definitely the best meta we've had so far. I think on the off note, um, you know, screw X antibody. <laughs> that deck is tier <laughs> two for me because that deck did me dirty every time I played that deck. But that's just that's just me. That's just me being butthurt. That's complete topic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what is it? Adoramon, Ariudamon, and security As, every single time. Every single time, bro. Which speaking of, yo, uh, let, let, let me just let me just run over Gallantmon. For anybody who might be interested in Gallantmon and Gallantmon decklist, before we end podcast today, I'm just gonna run over some of my observations in regards to decklist. Blue card is a card that Dan will tell you. I advocated for. From the time that the card came out. Right, Dan? He sure did. I played this card at two of in Gallatmon. And Dan, when I played this card against you, didn't I t- didn't you see how much this card did for me every time? Oh man, it was like always evolving. No matter what. Dan, what happened to me when I played this card every match at the Ultimate Cup? Um, uh, what's it called? What's the the young whippersnapper say? Whiff. I don't know. <laughs> whiff? Whiff? They whiff it? They whiff it out here? <laughs> Bro, I don't know what. It must have been like, I don't know. I was playing with the same. That's what pissed me off even more. I was playing with the same sleeves. As a matter of fact, it's the same sleeves that tore on me mid-match. Oof. It's, it's freaking whiffed on me every time. I never got any good evolutions off of this when I needed it. I love blue card. It's at its best in Gallantmon, but holy hell, this card was a complete whiff for me. I took the card out of the deck. It is now two Crimson Blaze. I run a Gaia Force. I was trying to run Gallantmon without it because I felt as though you have enough removal that you don't need it. But unfortunately, there are situations that you do need removal, especially the likes of Crimson Blaze, being able to prevent the play uh, by effects, which is a really big thing. Being able to prevent your opponent from playing Digimon by effects matters in Imperial and Mastimon. Two of the biggest offenders of that. But it also helps in your purple, your native purple matchups. The other big change, obviously, is putting in the starter deck Greymons. Um, and lastly, one thing that a good friend of mine, Joseph Pemberton, 
will always preach that I didn't want to listen to is playing two Red Memory Boost. Because as much as I like the idea of Memory Boost, sometimes it's just a dead card in my hand. I don't want to play it, but you know what? When it pops out of security or you just need to dig for that one singular piece, Red Memory Boost is sitting there looking at you saying, yo, bro, I got your back. You know what? It is. It just sits there saying, yo, bro, I got your back. So I have settled on two Red Memory Boosts in the deck, and I would not run the deck with that much because it needs it, especially when you don't open into rookies in your opening hand. Which, on that note, quick shout out to the players who think that they need to run 16 rookies in their decks consistency and no Stop. this is not a Stop. this is <laughs> this is not a shot at anybody before you think that this is a shot at anybody it is not this is because i can't articulate anything well in text messages there are ways to increase your consistency outside of running 16 rookies and decks the ways you do that are by running cards like your memory boost because your memory boost lets you for example in a red deck Gallantmon, I only run 12 rookies. Some people would run 14, and that's fine. If you run two red mem boost and you open with no rookies, you can think of that red mem boost as being a rookie. Because even though you don't get to Digivolve, you play it, you get to pull a rookie, and then you have two expendable memory. You might be behind, but remember, you have a mem boost with two additional memory that can be used at any point in time. So that's going to benefit you later in the match. These are the kind of things that you have to think about. You know, red has access to draw cards because you have Air of the Dragons and Pyrosphere. Blue, well, blue has access to a bunch of different bullshit. You just have to think about how blue enables its own consistency. The Imperial Engine does it by way of typically jamming uh, their Demi Vmons with the jamming Vmons or the X Vmons. Other blue decks will do it by ways of like, uh, what is it? I think it's Nyaromons which yeah. uh, draws when you trash the evolution cards, which is the blue hybrid way. Um, yellow does it when you have five or more security, three or fewer security. Um, there are just, there are different ways to increase cons consistency. Um, just got to look into the different cards. We have a, we have a decently big card pool. Take a look at all the cards, see what different cards you can throw in that help you get out of those bricky hands, those hands that you think that, Damn, I didn't pull into a rookie. What else can I do? Sometimes it really is just drop that level four and roll with it. In a red deck, nah, just pass, bro. <laughs> red decks never get away with it. I'll tell you that. Right, Dan? Yeah, it's uh, quite tragic as a red player myself at times. You know? <laughs> red decks always get punished, bro. It's so bad. I feel like but they know. That's... I feel like Bandai knows that, you know, reds main you know uh digimon agumon and you know agumon is the face of digimon and i feel like they know that and they're like let's not make them that good because they're gonna assume that because it's agumon that's gonna be great and let's work on like you know different colors that wouldn't expect them to be gray like blue and have them consistent as hell for no reason because you know gobblemon is the secondary guy no one cares about gobblemon but they care about him in the TCG for some awful reason. <laughs> it's nah, with yellow. I think, I think it's even worse than that. I think it's once you give red consistency, it's the best 
deck in the format. Possibly, and that's probably Jess why Mon. they don't do that. Think about Jessmon with consistency. Oh my god. Like broken. Jessmon is never consistent, which is why Jessmon was never the best deck in the format. It was good. It was really good, but it was never best deck because it was never consistent. But think about you make Jessmon consistent. If those sister mods were red. Oh my god. <laughs> if if oh my goodness. Slide if, work. If they what I what I was just saying to you, what about if they made the Agumon and the Greymon from BTA dual color black and red? Oh, How much more consistent great. would that deck be? 100 percent better. Oh my goodness, that deck would be so much more consistent. But they purposely nerfed it by making them black. Therefore, you have to watch what you digivolve on. And you have exactly. to play non-consistent cards like Cyclone Mon, which isn't searchable off a of BT5 Agumon, but is searchable off of the black Agumon. Like they purposely nerf the consistency like that because I feel like they know that once you give red that consistency, it's off to the races. Yeah, definitely. It's which is shame. why Gallatmon, when it gets going, Gallatmon is really good. But I guarantee you, they will never give Gallatmon another searcher. Eamon from EXO2 is the only searcher we will ever see in Gallatmon, at least for the foreseeable future. That's Yeah, it. for now. Any, anything else? It, it's it. Because even the ex-antibody stuff, like, I think uh, there's another, yeah, uh, Gallat or uh, War Greymon stuff, they got an ex-antibody searcher when... The Agumon X antibody digivolves or on play that gets to search for X antibody option Ooh, baby. or a Greymon, but the Giamon one it just pops. It doesn't get to search, and that's I, I feel like that's because they know again once you give certain red decks that consistency, that's it. They're off to the races. Yeah. So you know. It's it's hard being it being having red. Digimon it's hard being a red player out here. Such tears Ex right now. <laughs> Except when you look forward to EXO three because you know that they love Imperial. Hence, you know Imperial already has good ass support. <laughs> Made them red and purple. Two of my, I would say my two favorite colors in this game <laughs> right now. Your two Can't favorite, mo one least consistent and purple arguably more consistent color. yeah for real so i can't wait know, to like think of weird spicy things in that future set right that's looking super good I... for a side set oh my god i can't, I can't wait to play it i can't wait till everything comes out we do an episode on that because that episode is going to be spicy oh yeah definitely can't wait anyways we're at an hour and a half and it is time to wrap this episode up it has been a nice time talking about all the happenings of the Digimon world. Until we see you guys the next time. Doubt. Catch you on the next podcast. <laughs>